Welcome to season two of Alignment. On this season, we're focusing on tech crimes. This sounds pretty dark and nefarious, doesn't it? Well, we're not talking about deep, dark internet crimes, but rather our trespasses as business professionals and technologists. Think of them as the no-nos that you just don't do. I'm Ken, and joining me in my confession today is Andrea, a quality assurance engineer with Engage Partners. She's going to help me explore some of the crimes that we, that is me, <laughs> as a developer and a technologist commit, sometimes without even being aware of it. So, Andrea, tell me some of the things that developers do that make your job difficult. I think one of the worst things that a developer can do is not communicating. I think that's the worst. Um, and it isn't just developers that do that, but sometimes, you know, the project manager or the BAs, um, there are other, you know, anybody on the team not communicating is a bad thing. But specifically asking me about developers, I think not communicating is, is bad. Um, we all need to communicate. It's, it goes both ways to be successful and to ensure quality of what we're doing. Throwing their code over the wall at the end of a release or a sprint is also not good. You can't just say, oh, here it is, see ya. Um, it's, again, that's you need to communicate what the changes are, you know, any assumptions, problem areas you want to ensure to be tested, that sort of thing. Um, the code is not complete until implementation, whether, again, whether it's Agile or Waterfall. So it's still, it's a partnership for, every, for both of us to get it through. So just because your coding's done and it's ready for test doesn't mean the devs are done. They, they need to still, you know, be along for the journey until it gets implemented. It's not actually, you know, it's not a handoff, it's a continuation of things, right? The other thing is telling me I don't need to test something is not a good thing either. <laughs> oh, I didn't change that, you don't need to test that. Don't tell me that because overall, I mean, it could, a change you made could affect something downstream. So we need to, we need to test, especially all the hot points. I mean, I know your intentions are good, usually probably in most cases where you're just trying to save time or whatever, but I think it's hard. You, you may not see the whole picture. So just because you didn't touch it doesn't mean it doesn't impact something. Also, the other thing is um, telling me a defect is not a problem, that there's no requirement for something. That's, there's no requirement for that, so I don't have to make that change. Again, it, the focus needs to be on quality, not necessarily on just what we were asked to do. We're not, it's not black and white. So it needs to be, quality needs to be the primary focus for everyone, not just QA, the testers. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I'm almost sorry I asked the question. Um, so let's, let's uh, drill down on a couple of those items. Uh, when you say we need to be more communicative, what kind of information would be most helpful to you as, as a tester? Well, there's, there's millions of things that um, just timelines, you know, if you think that you're not going to be able to, to deliver it when you think you are, or you're going to be able to deliver it earlier, or um, just that kind of thing. So because there's a lot of prep that goes into to testing and to, to QA, so just keeping me in line with that, same thing with like uh, if a requirement changed, if you found an issue, just make sure that that communication is also passed on to the testing team. 
those those are basic things. You know, like the user acceptance criteria. Hopefully, hopefully that's all defined ahead of time, which I know it's not. Um, letting me know if there's a change to that or what there is to do that. You know, what what the acceptance criteria is. Um, a lot of times we have we at QA have um, we don't know how the process to test something is. So we may need you to help us, you know, define that process. Here are the steps you need to go to test this, to trigger this certain situation that I just changed. Um, that that sort of thing helps a lot too. Okay. Fair enough. Um, what uh, you mentioned that the um, one of the one of the problems is that that as developers we will say, um, oh, that doesn't need testing. Oh, yeah. You don't need to test yeah. that. Yeah. That didn't, that was a minor change. That was, that was barely, that's not even worth your consideration. Um, I'm flabbergasted that we would say that because developers know that innocuous changes make, cause bugs in mystifying places in right. the code. But having said that, I, I've actually uttered those words before. So, um, how do you handle that when a when a developer do you just slap them or, <laughs> I, or uh, no there's there's no, <laughs> no, no there's no physicality maybe, here maybe you should <laughs> yeah, maybe right. you should no um we'll just say you know we've we've got a we've got a plan in place where we're going to you know test the flow of everything so we have to we have certain requirements and we basically fall back on our process and say well, our process is is that we test the flow of this we test you know, this situation, that's our plan, you know, and that's what we're required to do. So. Okay. It's easy. It's an easy, when you have a good process in place, it's easy to fall back on that. Um, you know, and it, it, it's, it's a backup for testers. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's, it's their, their, their reason that right. they can do this. Right. So. Okay. So one of the, one of the things I struggle with as a developer is requirements. There's not always clear requirements and I agreed, uh, I don't do enough digging when I pull a story over and start working on it. And sometimes I will, you know, put the story over to test and the tester will come back and say, no, this should be here. Or this should that be that. And my, my initial reaction is, says who? <laughs> How do you negotiate that? I mean, uh, what do you do in those situations? In the situations that have worked well for me, ideally it's... The, I say the holy trinity or there's the three amigos or whatever. But as long as you have QA, dev, and the BA or the business involved and all in agreement. And if they're all in the same meetings, you know, and the requirements definition. And even if, you know, dev has a question or QA has a question, as long as all three of them are involved in you know, maybe not hopefully in the same conversation or, you know, the communication happens after that conversation then I think that helps because I think the same thing happens with QA. You know, we're we're looking at requirements and trying to define our test cases, and if it's not clear to us, then we're going to have to ask questions and follow up and clarify. And so, um, I think that's just the best thing to do is to ask questions. Yeah, and in general, to be a good citizen of the the community, you just even if you don't really understand. If I don't understand as a dev where the requirements come from, if, if QA says we need this, then I just go do it. 
I just go do it. I mean, it's just. Well, you're smart. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. I'm a, I'm a survivor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so what is your ideal situation? Describe a situation where developers and testers work together flawlessly or as close to flawlessly as you've ever seen. Um, the best team I ever worked on was a group of people that, for whatever reason, <laughs> there was a reason, concentrated on the quality of the product. So there wasn't any defensiveness. There wasn't any, it's not my job. Everybody concentrated on the quality, and that was the best thing. And I think one of the driving um, factors of that was, um, I think, you know, we had goals at the time, and the goal was for everybody, for dev and QA, was to find, I can't remember now what the percentage was, but a greater percentage of the defects in dev unit testing, you know, QA or UAT, to find more there than we found in production. So nobody wanted to find defects in production. So that was the driving force behind that. Um, I think that team, it was a small team because the client was getting ready to move to a new vendor. And it ended up that we did such a good job that they'd already spent $2 million and they decided to come back to us. And uh, it just, again, just concentrating on the quality, making that the goal, not saying it's not my job or I didn't do that or no, that's not wrong. But, oh, yeah, I can see how that might be an issue, but concentrating on the quality of it, not just getting it out the door. Hmm. And that was literally, I still, I mean, that was that team. And I've seen it again since then, but that team sticks in my mind just because it was so it was very refreshing mm -hmm. to have people, you know, that was back before people worried about that kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. So the other side of that coin is dysfunctional teams. What, uh, what experiences have you had with, with uh, teams that didn't quite click on all cylinders? So I think um, one of the worst experiences I ever had was a f basically a flip of that, but also uh, metric or numbers driven where they uh, it was actually the manager of the development team was more worried about how the numbers looked like there was millions not millions I exaggerate but a lot of defects for this product and they weren't going to make their dates and so she kept saying to me she's like well let's talk about these first before you write them up I want to see these let's let's and she would basically you know try to whitewash over them you know and say they weren't problems and it was it was ugly. It was just an ugly situation, and she was more she was more worried about how it looked to upper management than making a quality product. So she would say that's you know that's not a problem, and it was just it was an ugly ugly situation where the timeline was more important than what we were putting out. And I we were supposed to go to UAT before. I had finished my testing. I think before maybe we'd even started our testing. And she's like, it's just a timeline. There's not really users. It's not going to matter. Well, there were users, and it looked bad because it was bad. And I got called on the carpet for it. It's like, what the heck? Why, why didn't you test this first? And I'm like, I brought this up a million times. And it finally came up. It's like, well, next time that happens, you know, come to me. You know, come to the vice president first. You know, <laughs> go around the development manager. So... Mm -hmm. So they ended up, 
getting a new manager, new dev manager, and he was like, find all the defects you can. Find everything now. I want it found now. I don't want it found in production. And it was, again, it was very refreshing for everybody. The devs didn't want to have to push back. They wanted the same thing. They wanted to be able to have good quality. So that that really, really helped. But yeah, that worst that was probably my worst experience. It was just frustrating and flabbergasting, actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, what... What tips would you give to developers to help them work better, uh, be better citizens of the, the development community or the, the Agile community? I think the number one way to get along is to, true for anybody is don't don't take it personally. I'm not attacking you if I say there's an issue. So, and, and I, I can't tell you how many times that's happened. It's like, not my fault. I didn't do that. It's like, it's not... I'm not saying you have, you know, crappy code. I'm saying there's something mis- there's a misunderstanding somewhere. <laughs> um, so same thing. Don't I mean? Don't take it personally. Don't get defensive about it. QA is just wants quality, right? They're not looking for, you know, to give you a bunch of negative marks or anything. And hopefully, you know, QA is documented what what they did so that you could reproduce it. So you know, look at it as. You know, reproducing, not not being defensive. And if they didn't, then ask questions. You know, clarify. Don't don't say, well, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> and the other thing that really helps is if you ensure again that you're including QA on any changes or you know, to requirements changes or timelines or estimates or anything like that. Just make sure that that you're including them in that. Because QA is part of the commitment and they need to be informed. You know what I mean? You can't just say, sure, I can make that change and it'll be in production by Tuesday. Well, you can make that change, but you need to include QA in that, you know, estimate and timeline and and effort, basically. So just making sure you're not, you know, just again, you're not defensive. Don't take it personally and just communicate again with QA. I think those are the biggest things. Right. No, that's good. And I I agree. Uh, we don't include testing in our estimates most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it just it boggles my mind when we when we estimate uh, some teams I've been on the the QA folks every time we pointed a story they would say does that include testing? <laughs> every they have to time. remind us every, every time. <laughs> we we would point 10 stories in a refinement session and they would ask it 10 times. Mm-hmm. Because they needed to. Right. We would. We would. If they didn't, we'd forget. We'd forget. Oh, that's not a three. That's a five. Now that's you where know. you might want to smack them upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tempting. Tempting. <laughs> so, we've talked about how developers can work with testers. How? How about uh, the other way around? What would you tell your testers uh, about how best to work with? with us strange animals called developers? <laughs> well, to try to facilitate that, uh, you know, I, you, I said don't get defensive and don't take it personally. To facilitate that, testers need to say, hey, this is wrong, or you screwed this up. You know, don't don't use your you word, use your I word. Say, hey, I have a question about this. I'm, I, you know, I don't know that this is working the way I thought it would. And, you know, just again, approach it as a teamwork effort, not a me versus you, because there is a lot of that 
back in the days. And I even had management teams that facilitated that antagonism between developers and QA. But again, I find that it works so much better when we're on the same team together. Um, there's, if, if the QA person documents like they should, you know, this, what they, what happened versus what they expected to happen. And then what they steps they took to get there. Don't just say this is wrong. Or even I've had, I've had testers that say, I was testing this and this is what happened. So as a manager, I would see that and I'm like, well, what was supposed to happen? You know, <laughs> so hopefully the dev knows, but still it just, it's so much clearer and saves a lot of time if you say this is what actually happened, this is what I expected to happen. You know, actually put all the information out there. And it really, that really, I think helps. Um, the other thing is, is that sometimes we write defects that there really isn't any, it's not, not gonna change. And you can, you know, question it, question it, but at some point you have to, as a QA person, um, just accept the answer of no, that's not a problem. All you can do is document it, you know, basically as a CYA, you know, we asked, but, you know, in case it ever comes back, just have that documentation. But, you know, you can't, you don't want to have a knockdown drag out over something. You're just going to move on. There's there's too many other things to look at that you need to. <laughs> right. The one And the other thing that I, um, and this is true for anybody, not just QA, but I found it a lot in QA, is take notes, you know. Don't ask the same question multiple times. You know, learn as you go along. So, I mean, yeah, if you don't do something very often, you may forget or whatever, but still just don't say, you know, well, how do I do this again, you know, on something that you just did last week. Um, so also QA needs to make sure they understand the requirements and speak up if you see an issue. Um, meeting requirements is a huge part of a quality product, right, as well as, you know, usability and all that other stuff. The only other thing um, is QA, and, and I battle this constantly. I think the word defect is a very unfortunate word because I think that instills, you know, automatically you're like, you know, like, I'm not defective. You know what I mean? It's a, it, you <laughs> kind of take that personally. So I still haven't found a word for it. it. We had the conversation this morning in a standup. It's like, it's not a bug. We don't call it a bug. It's an issue. We can't go to production with bugs. I'm like, but we can go to production with issues. I just didn't understand yeah. that. <laughs> and you know, that's, you know, semantics but it's just you know you can call it a bug i call them questions a lot yeah i can um we don't have a testing tool where i am right now we have you know excel so i put in their question <laughs> and some of them i know flat out are defects but it's just it's a little less yeah, defensive term. it is and it's <laughs> and it's always it, it's always best if the developer has that aha moment that says oh that's not right yeah because a lot of times the QA person will just walk. They could come out and say, it's doing this and it should do that. But if they walk us through it and we see it do this and you think and you know that it's supposed to do that, then the, it just diffuses the whole situation and, and the developer says, yep, right up a defect. You know, A sense of humor also <laughs> helps a lot. <laughs> I had something. Um, a developer gave me. It was a trend analysis and it was a graph and it was showing the trend of going down. That was amazing. 
But if you looked at the bottom, the months were out of order. <laughs> so he was he was sorting on he was sorting obviously on the numbers, not the not chronologically. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's cheating. <laughs> that sounds nefarious to me. <laughs> yeah. So he laughed. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> he fixed it. But yeah, oh, honestly, good. a sense of humor goes a long, yeah. long ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you so much, Andrea. You've been very gracious uh, with me. You've been gentle. I, I appreciate that. Uh, these are really good, uh, good tips. A lot of good information here for um, software developers and testers. And so uh, just thank you so much. Thank yeah, you very thanks. much for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I hope that something that was said today uh, inspired you, informed you, perhaps you realize something that you can make a little change, a little micro change in your behavior, which is how we improve just a little bit at a time. And if you have uh, heard something that inspired you, we'd love to hear from you. Just reach out to us at engagepartners.com.